a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah, Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot Diet. <laughs> Sorry, at the Patriot Factor. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> <laughs> it's the sixth of I'll get to it. It's the sixth uh, of January, uh, Friday night edition of the show. Welcome to it. Right before we went on the air, I sent Diana meme, and uh, she was busy doing something and she didn't have a chance to look at it. So ten seconds before we went live, I said, "You got to look at the meme." <laughs> oh. It, it it was was funny. We won't go into it. Well, no, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll go oh, into well, it. Um, it 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 looks like it's at an airport. Okay, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's at an airport. You can kind of tell by the way the chairs, you know, style of chairs that they have there, benches, whatever you want to call them, and it's got uh, a handful of uh, women wearing hijabs. Okay. And they're wearing well, not not really hajibs. What do you call those head head coverings? That's a hajib. Okay, hajib. That's a hajib. Uh, and they're uh, all three of the uh, Muslim women in this picture are wearing shorts. Yeah, and and the caption Super on it. Yeah, and the caption on it says, "When you only read half the Quran." <laughs> <laughs> they kind of actually look like teenagers. Yeah, they might be. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it, 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 it is funny when you only read half the Koran, or, or as we like to say, when you pick and choose which parts you want to follow. Yeah, exactly. I just, I, I found that, you know, about five minutes before we went on the air, and I just, I sent it over to Diane, and she was busy, and she couldn't look at it until 10 seconds before we went live. Yeah, but no, it is... It is funny, and and she, I could hear her starting to snicker, and that's what made me laugh. <laughs> okay, so that's that's what that's all about. Um, in other news, Diane, how is your mouse pad treating you? Oh God, when you don't have the right mouse pad, guys, your mouse just slides and does what it wants all over the place. So I took an old one of my son's. But it's so slick, it's like useless. Yeah. So now I got to go buy an app, a mouse pad because I absolutely hate the the pads, you know, that are at the bottom of your computer. Right. Now, last week I went and bought myself a new mouse pad, and uh-huh. I've got a, a wireless keyboard, I've got a wireless mouse, but I have a wired mouse pad. Okay. And my mouse pad, I I guarantee you, is the gayest thing I own. (laughs) Yes. uh, You've been telling me about it. You want me to get one, and no thank you. It lights up around the edge, and and you can, it's got 12 different lighting configurations, and you can freeze it on the different colors, but right now I've got it, you know, fading in and out. All the colors of the gay rainbow flag. Oh, God. And of of all the gay things I own, this is the gayest. Well, it's nothing against gay, and for me it has nothing to do 
with anybody being gay. I just cannot imagine a mouse pad. First of all, the lights to me would get in the way. And okay. because my computer is bat- backlit, um, I just can't imagine this mouse pad of his. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought about it, but you know, uh, up here where I live, where there's nothing, no place to go shopping. This was the only mouse pad I could find. And, uh, and it was cheap. It was only five bucks. Wow. You can't beat that. No. And, uh, I thought, you know, I, I, I probably wouldn't let it, you know, fade in and out all the colors of the gay rainbow flag, but that's what I'm doing tonight. And it's, it's almost mesmerizing. But of all the gay things I own, this is the gayest thing I own. Oh, dear. You know, uh, and, and it's down to three things. I only ha- actually have three gay things that I own. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, this mouse pad, a duvet. Well, actually four. Uh, the mouse pad, a duvet, some throw pillows, and an old share vinyl LP. Ah. Well, I love Cher. I don't care about her <laughs> politics. I love her music. I always have. And when I was a kid, I tried to like make myself look at her like her with the waist length hair and the tons of makeup. Uh, I don't know if I succeeded or not, but I tried. Well, and I'm not saying that Cher's gay, but gay people love Cher. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a fact. I just, I liked her because I just liked her music. She she actually did some really great music back in the day. Yeah, and and also be um, it was just you know a a teenager somebody you wanted to like emulate. Oh, I want to look like her, you know. Yeah, well, for girls, yeah. I guess it's te- teenage girls are different. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> um yeah she did the most politically incorrect song and not not when she did it but today i don't think she could release it under that title today oh half breed half breed yeah 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 uh people have taken taken things a bit too far and that was a great song it was I mean that that was, was a great song, and I I that's the album I have is the one with her in the chief's the long chief's headdress and she's sitting uh, on the pony, okay, on the Palomino pony, right, right, yeah. um, uh, and I got that when I was a kid. I I think I was probably thirteen, fourteen when I bought that, but the music on it was great. Well, you know what one of my favorite songs of hers is you're gonna laugh um she did a rendition and the video was great of walking in memphis yes that that is one of that is a classic video and folks if you haven't ever seen that go to youtube and and put in share walking in memphis it's a great video it really is and I just think she, she, back in the day, she was a great, you know, star, if you will. Well, she was. And, you know, she went, she went from Sonny and Cher to Cher and then into the movies, you know, yeah. and, and uh, she's been successful all the way through. So, yeah, you know, but it's, more power it's to time her. that she, you know, retire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, you know, the last. You know, the last couple of movies, she was showing her age. Uh, Mamma Mia 2, uh, she was showing her age, and um, Burlesque. Well, I think she's, what, 77? And, I know, it's hard, know, to, it's, it's hard to believe. I know, but, but you can yeah. only, you know, pull this stuff off for so long. Yeah. Until, you know, it's really time for you to retire. Yep. Yep. Enjoy anyway, life. anyway, enough enough of that. Um, enough of that. <laughs> I can get you one of these mouse pads, and I, I'd be happy to send it to you, Diane. No, thank you. <laughs> You'd like it, I think. No, I'm going to go get a a Star Wars mouse pad this weekend. I think, or a Jupiter, you know, something, or a Star Trek one. 
That that would figure. Yes. That <laughs> <laughs> would figure. Well, I'll tell you what. It's been an interesting week. Um, uh, you know, we we did the show Tuesday night, and there was a lot going on, and there's been a lot more going on. Let's start down in your neck of the woods, Diane. Ron DeSantis has issued a state of emergency in Florida. There's, you know, what he did was excellent. We love Ron DeSantis. Um, But it's not just in Florida that's having a state of emergency. No, but it's only Florida that he can deal with. That's right. At this point in time, it's only Florida he can deal with, and he's dealing with it great. Um, It's over-the-border crisis, and he's calling in the National Guard. Which, you know, honestly, I can't believe he hasn't done it before this. We don't, we're not really having the problem here as bad as other parts of the country are because of Governor DeSantis. They know they're not welcome here. Right. So, you know, in the small little pockets that we're, that we do have, he's putting an end to it before it gets bad. Well, and let's face it, a lot of those that are coming across the border illegally into, let's say, Texas and Arizona, uh, the federal government is shipping them out in the dead of night, and some of those mm-hmm. got got mailed over to Florida, and that's part of why DeSantis declared the state of emergency. He's putting a stop to that end of it, too. Right, and, and to put it in a nutshell, his statement was, you know, quite long, three, four paragraphs, but in a nutshell, because of the foregoing conditions, I hereby find that the migration of unauthorized aliens to the state of Florida is likely to constitute a major disaster. I therefore declare that a state of emergency exists in the state of Florida. And to him, I say bravo. Absolutely. I mean, he's doing everything he can to keep Florida, the free state of Florida. Yes. And if you might, if you look at, you know, some of the, the border communities in Texas and Arizona, uh, and, and you see the devastation that's been wreaked upon those places, mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis, and rightly so, does not want any of that taking place in the state of Florida. And it's not going to because the one thing is the vast majority of Floridians support him 100%. You know, it's it's a great thing, and other governors and other states could certainly take a cue from Ron DeSantis and start doing that in their states. Now, obviously, you're not going to see that in blue states, but... No. Um, you know, uh, Greg Abbott needs to be doing exactly that. Uh, Carrie Lake, <laughs> if she would have become the governor of Arizona, said she would do that uh, in, in the state of Arizona. But now, you know, it's a Democrat. So, you know, that's not going to happen in Arizona. And, you know, I I lived in Phoenix for a number of years, uh, north part of Phoenix. And, you know, I had friends uh, throughout the valley. Um, down there, and I had I had other friends that lived down in Tucson. I knew some people that lived down in Yuma, um, and it was an issue not not certainly not the issue it is today, but it was an issue back then. Uh, it's oh, yeah. it's a hundred times worse today, and you know the governor of Arizona is not going to do anything about it other than invite more of them there. So Arizona, you know, you folks in Arizona, you're going to wind up hurting uh, because of this. Right. And uh, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And Biden is going to show up at the border on Sunday. You know, it's another box he can check off. You know, he's been there, but he's going to do nothing. He has no plan. Everybody knows he's letting them in for the votes. Right. We all it, know it. Everybody, it's, it's, that's the only transparency we're getting. Exactly. You know, exactly. We, we know what's going on. It's, it's transparently ridiculous that he's trying to cover it up and hide it. You know, mm-hmm. what's going on. 
I understand, and I'm, I'm not positive of this, and I haven't really looked into it, but I understand that one of the things that he plans to do is, you know, provide a free app on cell phones that are being handed out to the illegal aliens that's supposed to do something for them, probably get them more benefits. Uh, Yeah, I heard that about Biden. Yeah, in fact, I heard him say something to that effect uh, on his press conference yesterday. Yeah, you can't solve the... Just at the time, another vote was to be taken in the House. Right. He was on sort of as the competition, and I was switching back and forth, and I did hear him say about the app, which would help them, use your air quotes, go about filing correctly Uh uh-huh filing for asylum asylum and benefits they haven't earned exactly right you got it um (laughs) i got news i got breaking news for joe biden uh you can't solve the border crisis with an app no no you can't (laughs) it's it's just nuts um Speaking of Biden, and and this has really nothing to do with, with, you know, the topic at hand, but speaking of Biden today, he was uh, giving a speech to the first responders to the grand insurrection a couple of years ago. And he said, and I quote, the impact of what happened on July the 6th had international repercussions. (laughs) Guys. I'm sorry, but you got to laugh at it. We have a man as president of the United States who is a joke, a joke. And the only reason he's in there is because no one wants him 25th Amendment out because look what we get without him. (laughs) I know. Now, can I ask the obvious question about this? Sure. Did he mean to say January 6th, or did I completely miss an insurrection? Uh, I kind (laughs) of think it's a bit of both, because there was no insurrection. Well, I mean, I I know there was no insurrection, and, and the way I know that is that, you know, generally speaking, during an insurrection, people show up armed. Exactly. And, and, and bullets are shot, and, you know, fired off and, and blood is flowing and all that. The only blood came from one of their own Capitol Police murdering uh, Ashley Babbitt. That, that's it. And, and, and again, in most cases during an insurrection, the security for the building that's being overrun does not generally open the doors for the insurrectionists. Exactly. Exactly. So I, you know, but but what I'm wondering is, was there actually an insurrection in July that I missed? Um, no, <laughs> just you know, just ongoing, you know, Biden guffaws. Okay, just Biden babble. Yeah, Biden. Ba- hey, that's a good one. I like that one, Biden okay. babble. Biden babble. Um, <laughs> speaking of of things at the border uh one of diane's favorite people Corinne jean-pierre oh, uh the the french yeah blabbermouth for uh, joe biden uh took to the podium today and blamed the border crisis on republicans it's all the yes. republicans fault because joe biden she says inherited a broken border Please, she's. If if you're looking for, I don't even know what to say about this woman because she is. How can how she stands up there, and says the things she does, which are absolute lies. They make no sense. Nothing, and she says it with a straight face. It's just beyond me. It really is. Well, you know, she has spent months answering Peter Ducey's questions about the border. And and every time Peter Ducey asked her, when is Biden going to the border? She said, well, he's been to the border. The president's been to the border. Well, I know, but this is what she says. 
right? Yeah. Well, yeah. okay, now Biden is going to the border this Sunday. Right. And the big thing is he's making his first ever visit to the border. Now, she's been saying for months that, oh, yes, he's been to the border. He's been to the border. Yeah. But but now the White House is crowing about he's making his first ever trip to the border. Exactly. So what is it? That's my question. What's going I on mean, here? Did we miss something, Craig? Did, did he sneak in? The, oh, wait a minute. Maybe the one of the planes flew him in, in the dead of night. He got out, put his foot on the Texas ground. That's it. I was there. Now, now, Diane, you're you're starting to spread false information here. Uh, Those aren't middle of the night flights. Those are early morning flights. Oh, that's right. <laughs> According it's to Kareem Jean Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean oh, i hate i hate yeah. to fact check my partner live on the air but those are early morning flights morning. <laughs> <laughs> not middle of the night flights um, yeah so who's lying i mean yeah. is the white house lying now when they say it's his first ever trip to the border or were they lying for two yeah. years when they kept saying he's already been to the border right I don't know. <laughs> now he's he's going down there for a summit of sorts, and the three people involved in the summit are Biden, uh, Trudeau, and the president of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And we all know that they're going to spend ninety five percent of the time talking about climate change. Of course, they are the weather. Don't people love to talk about the weather? They're not going to talk about the border. (laughs) You know, so what's he really going to accomplish at the border? Uh, Nothing. Now, here's here's another. We don't know, Craig. Is it going to be he's going to be maybe seven miles away like Kamala was? Could be. For 20 minutes? For 20 minutes, exactly. Well, now here's here's another quote that has come from the White the White House, okay? okay. And and that before I give you the quote, and I can't give you the exact quote because I don't have it in front of me, so I'll paraphrase it. But before I do that, you've got to understand, folks, the context in which this was said. Okay. okay. This year we've had two point three million illegal aliens pour across the border. Mm-hmm. 2.3 million. Last year, we had 1.76 million or across the border. Okay. Now, that's in contrast to President Trump's final year in office when only 400,000 came across the border. So we go from 400,000 to 1.76 million to 2.3 million. Right. Okay. Now, here's the paraphrase quote from the White House. The president and vice president have been working on the border since day one. (sighs) (laughs) If any group of people should be thrown out of office just based on the lies they tell, this Uh, would be the group. Can can you, Diane, because you're, you're in tune with these things can you tell me what they've done since day one to solve the problem at the border they've done absolutely positively nothing but they've been working on it since day one they've opened up the border wait a minute craig they did work to do something at the border they've opened it up you're right you're 100 percent correct Okay. Now, that's what they've done. Campbell Harris was supposed to get to the root cause <laughs> of the border crisis. The root cause. Well, now, the root cause seems to me to be Joe Biden himself. Well, 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 let's take a step back. I'm going to correct you. Okay. The root cause is Barack Hussein Obama, who was pulling Biden's strings. Well, yeah, he is kind of a sock puppet. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, but I mean, 
she was supposed to get to the root cause of it. So she went down to Central America mm-hmm. to, to, to get to the root cause of it. And as far as we know, she got to the root cause of nothing. I mean, I, I don't think if Kamala Harris was a dentist, she could get to the root cause of a root canal. First of all, she never made it to the border. The closest she got was seven miles away. Well, I, I mean, when she went down to Central America, she that that very first trip she made to Central America, not oh, not right. not okay. down to Texas, she went to okay. Central America to get to the root cause of the problem, and, yeah. and um, all she did down there was cackle and laugh and and make stupid statements. She got exactly. to the root cause of nothing. Then when she went to the border, using your air quotes. She got seven miles from it, and that was good enough. Hmm, somehow I don't think so. Now, here's, here's the question that I have not seen the answer to. And I mean okay. this, this question in all seriousness. Okay, Biden's <clears throat> he's going down to Mexico for this summit. He's going to be there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right? Supposedly, he's going to visit the border. Now, let's take the seven-mile buffer zone out of it. Which side of the border is he visiting, ours or theirs? Is he going to see people's (laughs) faces, or is he going to see their asses? Oh, you got a good point about that, because the man doesn't know where he is half the times. (laughs) And if somebody doesn't lead him to our side of the border, he very well can wander into Mexico. Well, but he's, they can keep him. They can keep him if he does. But he's going to Mexico. That's where the the summit thing is. It's in Mexico. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so is he going to visit the Mexican side of the border and see people's asses as they're leaving Mexico, or is he going to visit our side of the border and see their faces as they're coming in? I think he should be in a padded room with his. You know, a uh, bowl of pudding. Uh, Cam- Camilla should just be, uh, I don't know, just send her somewhere. And uh, let the rightful winner of the 2020 election get into office and clean it up. How's that? That works for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that does. That works for me. Can you imagine him going to the summit, walking up to the, you know, not walking, but shuffling up to the president of Mexico? And say, yeah. hi, hi I, I, I'm Joe Biden. Uh, what time do you serve pudding here? <laughs> oh, it's very, it's very scary. Every time he meets with international leaders, it's very scary. Well, because, you know, the next thing you know, you can have those international leaders at war with us. And, and, and here's another question. That I think is legitimate, given what's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is, is he going to fart and poop on the Mexican president the way he did oh, over in, in London? Oh, dear. And in Italy. Don't forget it, that. It, yeah. Yeah. I, you know. Oh. I know. it's And it's. I don't like making fun of people's infirmities because he is sick. I don't, and I don't mean just mentally. I mean, he is physically sick. But you got to know when it's time. Just he can't voluntarily step down because we get Kamala. He can't be 25th Amendmented out because we get Kamala. Right. Um, if we had a really good Speaker of the House, though, and we can get Kamala out, too, then we would get the Speaker of the House. Oh, God. <laughs> what Speaker of the House? Yeah, that's just it. <laughs> what, what, what Speaker, what speaker of, of the House? house? We're going to deal with that topic a little bit later in the show, folks, in case you're you're waiting for us to deal with that. Um, you know, yeah, we're when, not forgetting it. When when he had his bowel troubles in in foreign lands uh, mm-hmm. about a year ago, uh, apparently the the British were horrified by it. Now, if, if that scenario plays out again in Mexico, I would have to think the Mexican president wouldn't be horrified by it because he wouldn't obviously be the first gringo to come down there and get the runs. 
But you want to know something that's probably true. I'm just saying. Folks, we made it to the bottom of the hour. That means we've got to take a well-deserved break, get a couple of station IDs in. We've got more stuff to talk about when we come back. Don't go anywhere. There's more Right Side Patriots after this. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sorry. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sorry at the Patriot Factor. It is Friday night, by the way. Mm-hmm. 6th of January. If you miss any part of the show, and we are having fun because it's Friday night, but if you miss any part of the show, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, and all the silliness that you're hearing live or may miss will be there. (laughs) And you know what? I think we're all so silly because we've been all week watching the biggest freak show in town. Yes, we have. We're get, we're getting to that, folks. We're getting to mm-hmm. that. That's coming up before the end of the show. But before we get there, Diane, where do you think we're going to find the most racist bunch of people in the U.S. right now? Well, that's very easy to figure out. You know it's going to be in Lori Lightfoot's Chicago. Chicago, uh, primarily on the south side uh, of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Apparently, black people in Chicago are rather upset with the influx of asylum seekers in the sanctuary city of Chicago. And they're saying that the illegal aliens belong with their own people. Exactly. Now, if if you or I said that about anybody including the illegal aliens, if we said it about black people, if we said it about Asian people, you know, those people really belong with their own kind. Mm-hmm. We would be the biggest racists on earth. But over there on the south side of Chicago, uh, primarily black neighborhoods, those right. people over there that live there, the black people that live there are saying, oh, no, these illegal aliens don't belong in our neighborhoods. They belong with their own people. Exactly. They are the biggest racists around. Yeah, but nobody's going to call them out. Nobody but you and I. Right. Right. And we will call them out. And they deserve to be called out. Because here it is. They make all sorts of things about us on the right side 
But if they say anything, we're supposed to allow it. Well, let, let's just say uh, a, a few black families moved into North Chicago. Okay. Okay. And let's say that the primarily white neighborhood in North Chicago said they don't really belong here. They belong with their own kind. I guarantee you Mayor Lori Lightfoot would blow a gasket. Absolutely. She would come unhinged. You know, Absolutely. And, and you would hear black elected officials, uh, you know, around the country. You would hear... Uh, black celebrities around the country. Oh, my God. See, this is the, the systemic racist problem we have in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'd be taking a knee for the national anthem and, and everything else. All right. But let black people in South Chicago say that about illegal aliens that are being shipped into their city. Right. Not, not a peep. Crickets. No. You get crickets. Remember Martha's Vineyard, when they um, shipped them in over there, within 24 hours, they had the National Guard taking them out. And I guarantee you who probably made the phone call to the governor was probably Obama. Well, yeah, he's got a 12-acre spread, you Mm -hmm. know, there. And, and, you know, those people certainly didn't belong there. They belong with their own kind. Right, their own kind. But if we said it, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, you can't have that. You no. know, I mean, uh, you know, what happened to Chicago being a sanctuary city? Uh, apparently, certain neighborhoods aren't qualified to be sanctuaries. Well, not only is Chicago a sanctuary city, but it's in a sanctuary state. Yeah, well, there is that. Yeah, people forget about that. It's both. Now, now, wasn't it places like Chicago that really, really pushed, I mean decades ago, this uh, anti-racism in housing uh, stuff where, you know, you can't refuse to sell or rent, um, you know, in a white neighborhood to black people? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and now you've got the, the very people that were all in favor of that telling, you know, uh, the illegal aliens uh, they belong with their own kind well you know look i'm going to go out on a limb here and i'm going to say that i think those people in south chicago have a point these illegal aliens do belong with their own kind in their own damn country country yes i will agree with that (laughs) it's got nothing to do with how much melanin they have in their skin They belong Mm -hmm. with their own kind in their own country. I agree 100%. And you know what? Also, these people that are coming here, and it's mostly young men, guys. Yes, there are some families. No one's saying there isn't, but uh, uh, probably 90% of them are young guys. If they had any cojones, they would be in their own country fighting for their own country they're here for the handouts that's that's 100 correct now on the off chance that we have illegal aliens tuned into the show listening on their free obama phones mm-hmm. uh, and you don't like what i just said please send your complaints to diane sorry at <laughs> i don't give a crap.com <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll take them on. I have yeah. no problem. I'm taking on so many things right now. I mean, what's another thing, right? Sure, uh, just a little bit more on the plate. Right. Why not have a full plate? <laughs> uh, when I saw that, you know, uh, come across my news feed today, I thought, well, that's odd. And then I thought, oh, that's racist. <laughs> you know? and But and- it's only racist if... It's done by white people. Don't you know that by now? See, and, and that's the problem. Now, you and I are calling it out on the show tonight, but nobody else will. No. People no, are afraid to call it out. Of course they are. Um, 
it is 100% racist and they're going to get away with it because of their skin color. But let me tell you something else. And Craig, I think I might have mentioned this to you. You know all the disproportionate number of a certain race that you're seeing in TV commercials now? Black people. Yeah. Who yeah, I'll just name 12, them. Okay, who make up 12, 12.8% of the American population who now probably have 90% um, um, frontage in all the commercials that we see. The commercials and the money made from them. I guarantee you are a form of reparations. You know, I think you're right. Uh, you, you did, <clears throat> excuse me, you did mention that to me the other day. Now, mm-hmm. can, can, can I point out the height of hypocrisy in that? Sure. Okay. You, you turn on the TV. I don't really care who's pitching a product. Neither you do know, I. I don't, That's I don't not really, the point. I don't really give a crap who's pitching any product. But you, you turn on the TV today and you know, rolls into commercials, and 90% of all the people on the commercials are black people, mm-hmm. right? Okay. No, I don't have a problem there. But that being the case, why were Uncle Ben, Aunt Jemima, Mrs. Butterworth uh, all fired and, and the Indian maiden from Land O'Lakes? Why were they all taken off packaging if we're going to have and, black people on every commercial? And the families of Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima were furious because they were very proud of what their ancestor did. Right, and... Most people don't know this, but the Indian maiden from Land of Lakes Butter mm-hmm. was uh, a, a piece of artwork that was created by a Native American. Right, right. It, it, none of this stuff makes more sense, but we were watching, um, I think it was, I'm not going to say it was on Fox but I'm not going to not say it was on Fox. We were watching some show, and all these commercials came on. There were six commercials in a row without one white person in them. Yeah. Well, and here's, here's another point of hypocrisy, if I may. You know, you, you watch these commercials, and you look at the situation of the commercial. Okay? Mm-hmm. We're being told day in and day out that black people are so oppressed they just can't get ahead. And yet, on television, in the commercials, they're all driving $50,000 cars and living in $750,000 houses. So, which is it? You know, which are are they so oppressed that that they, they need reparations? Or are they doing better than everybody else in the country? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't figure it out. Right. Right. Well, you know what? There is no black person alive today that is owed, that is owed reparation because not one white person alive today was alive when their ancestors were alive to oppress them. They did not suffer slavery. I've said this a million times and I'll say it again, every people of every race, nationality, religious, ethnic background has been slaves at one time or another. Everybody else has gotten over it and moved on. Yeah. Except except a certain, certain segment of America's black population. You want reparations? Go to Africa. Go speak to the tribal chiefs because they are the ones that sold your ancestors into slavery. Well, and, and, you know, if you can't make any headway doing that, uh, dig up some old Confederate graves and go through their pockets and find some loose change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, proudly, proudly, I have had Aunt Jemima, Mrs. Butterworth's, Uncle Ben's, and Land Lakes. Mm-hmm. So have I. You know? Uh, and I, I'm sorry, but the products... Or why I bought them. I didn't buy them for who was on the package. Exactly. You know, it was the quality of the products. 
Exactly. Exactly. But you know what, Craig? We got about 15 minutes left, and it's time we tackle the D.C. Circus. The McCarthy Circus? The McCarthy Circus. The McCarthy Gates Circus. Well, yeah, Gates has kind of been the ringmaster. I guess if you're going to call it a circus, you got to have a ringmaster. Exactly. Now, he's one of yours. Um, Gates is is from Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. Can can you explain to me why he keeps re-nominating Jim Jordan when Jim Jordan doesn't want it? Okay, Matt Gates in real life is a very nice guy. I've met him through my involvement with Bracken and other political things down here. He happens to be a nice guy, but he's off his rocker right now. <laughs> here it is. Jim Jordan is has voted for McCarthy. And yet Gates even, even, even nominating him. Even when Jim Jordan is nominated, and when it gets time for Jim Jordan to vote, he doesn't vote for himself. He votes for Kevin McCarthy. Exactly. <laughs> and now the other guy who uh, is the other nominee that they keep picking, the... the Byron, um, Byron Donalds. Right. He today changed his vote, got a standing ovation, because he now supports McCarthy. And yet, two of the the congressmen still voted for him for speaker. What don't they get? Are they that dumb? Seriously, Craig. There, well, there are two people that are voting for McCarthy, and you've got these other people, I think it's five, voting for the two of them. Now, What don't they get? You know, earlier this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, yesterday, um, you know, the margin was 20, uh, you know, uh, basically. It, it, it fluctuated in 19, 20, 21. Uh, right. we're, we're voting for other than Kevin McCarthy. Well, now, right. today, you know, we got down through vote number 13, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Today and several of them that were voting for other than McCarthy started voting for McCarthy, right? But they're still like five votes short uh, of actually seating a speaker. Mm-hmm. Right now, I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, what people don't understand? Yes, the speaker of the house is important because they are the third in line for the presidency i get it but there was even talk of letting hakeem uh whatever his name is hakeem jeffries jeffries become speaker oh really really guys you hate mccarthy so much that you're willing to sell out to a liberal entire party to a democrat a liberal Democrat. Very liberal. Has it really come to that? Well, you would hope not, but gee whiz. I know. You know. Now, folks, on Tuesday coming up uh, next week, I, I'm in the middle of putting together a whole commentary on the circus that we've seen this right. week in the House. Uh, so I'm not going to get into it too much tonight uh, as, as far as what I'm uh, writing in this commentary, but I, I, I will tell you, it, it has been bizarre. Bizarre puts it mildly. I mean, when you have one of them, Jim Jordan, standing up in front of the cameras saying, I do not want this. I will not accept it. I want to head certain committees, which he would be excellent on, and you still have members of your own party voting for you after you said you don't want it, you will not take it. Somewhere there's a screw loose here. Well, I think there's more loose screws going on there than you'd find in an earthquake at a hardware store. True. Um, But, I mean, this... uh, at one point, Matt Gates nominated Donald Trump. Donald Trump. 
and it, and he's just Donald Trump is relishing in it. But but Donald Trump said vote for McCarthy. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you got a guy that comes out and says you you guys need to vote for Kevin McCarthy and then you nominate him in place of Kevin McCarthy, I mean, what the hell? You're making yourself look like a fool. You know, I mean, um, at, at this point, you know, without, again, without getting too deep into what I'm putting together for next Tuesday, at this point, I would send Matt Gates one of these gay mouse pads that I have if he would just sit down and shut up. I know. <laughs> I, would, I know. I would buy him a $5 gay mouse pad and send it to him if he'd just sit down and shut up. It's it's to the point, and I peruse the the and get feeds from the foreign sites, and some of the major you know newspapers, online newspapers, and paper newspapers overseas are having a field day with us. If we can't even pick a speaker of the house as Republicans. What chance do we have in 2024 of picking the right candidate? It's a valid question. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is. It's, it's a valid question. Uh, on Tuesday, I'm going to try to answer that mm-hmm. question. I know. Some people may not like the answer I come up with. Some people might like the answer I come up with, uh, you know, for what's going on and, and why it's going on. Uh, but it, it it's just... You know, the the common term for it is CF. Um and and you know, a cluster you know what. Right. And you know, it, all of this could be avoided and, and I'll you know spell that out on Tuesday how they could have and should have avoided mm-hmm. all this mess. But um you know, here we are, it's it's Friday night and it doesn't look like they're going to have a speaker seated probably now until Monday. They've made progress today. Oh, yeah. They picked up, I think, uh, seven altogether votes. Right. They, they've they made progress, but they're not mm-hmm. there yet. And, no. you know, there's there's been uh, some deals that, that are going on behind the scenes. Uh, we know a few details uh, but those are going to change over the weekend because they're going to be wheeling and dealing, I think, through the weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, But I have a feeling you're going to have, I think, two that will never give in. He they, McCarthy can lose four. Right. But I think two you're never going to get, and one of them is Matt Gates. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I think you're right. I think you're right. couple couple other stories that, that we didn't really have on our list of things to talk about, but uh, one of the most bizarre things I've heard of in a long time took place at about 2 o'clock this afternoon uh, in Newport News, Virginia. Uh, a six-year-old kid shot uh, a staff member at a school. A six-year-old kid. Oh, well, you know what? You're going to, he probably got into the stuff at his parents' home, but now you're going to have the liberal anti-gun loons yep. out there, and look what happened. Yeah, and, and that's why I bring it up, because prepare yourselves, folks. You know, the, you know this, this is going to become a big, big thing. Uh, you know, the liberals are going to go ape crap uh, over this, you know, and... Uh, they they say right now they have no idea where the kid got the gun, uh, but they're saying he did it deliberately. And you can really know. tell with a six year old. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, the only thing a six year old does deliberately is go to bed, and they do that begrudgingly. Right. Yeah. You know, um, to be perfectly honest, uh, also on Tuesday we uh, we talked a little bit at, at the very beginning of the show. Uh, about Damar Hamlin, the football player that suffered a cardiac arrest on the field on Monday night. And the great news is he's awake, he's talking, 
um, and he's off the breathing tube, and the doctors in Cincinnati say that he seems to be perfectly mentally acute. At this point, right, until they can tell more. What I don't understand, but first let me tell people what I'm handling on Tuesday, and then I want to say something about that. Okay. Um. I'm the title of mine is the continuing COVID cover up. What? Wait, there's a COVID cover up in place. There's a COVID COVID cover up covering up, and it's continued and getting worse, folks. And I'm going to tell you why. Now, as far as the football player, I hope he makes a full recovery. Um, it's very sad what happened to him. But what I don't understand, and being that I'm not a fan of football, what I don't understand is once the paramedics um, got it under control and took him to the hospital, why the game didn't continue. The playoffs now, uh, you know, for for positioning for what I call the stupid bowl, uh, everything (laughs) is thrown off now. Whenever players have been hurt on the field, they've always taken a certain amount of time off and then gone back to the game. Why in this case, knowing that he was in the hands of the paramedics and doctors in the ambulance, why didn't they pick up and finish the game? Well, I I think I can kind of explain this to a non-football fan. Not not that you'll get it, Diane, but I think I can kind of explain it. Um Everybody on that field, everybody in the stands, but you know specifically the players on the field from both teams, were absolutely in shock at watching one of their own receiving CPR on the field. But that's uh, happened before, hasn't it? it, it it's so rare. Uh, the, the last time I think a player actually died on the field was back in about 1968. Um, you know, there have been people that have been seriously hurt. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, but this was, was way, way, way different. Uh, and those guys are down there on the field and they've got, uh, you know, an eagle eye view, uh, of what was transpiring on the field. And I think they were just in shock. The, the coach for the Bengals, the Bengals were ahead at the time this happened. It was in the first quarter. Bengals okay. were up seven to three. The head coach for the Bengals uh, is a former quarterback for my Nebraska Cornhuskers, and the NFL said, "Well, we're going to give both teams five minutes to get their players warmed back up, and we'll continue the game." Well, the the coach for the Bengals, Zach Taylor, former quarterback for the Huskers, could see what was happening on the field. He could see the reaction of the players. He walked across the field, talked to the Buffalo Bills head coach, and said, look at these guys. Do you really think we, we should even try to continue this game? And in, in a matter of a minute or so, both those coaches agreed, we, we can't expect these players to go out there and play after witnessing something like this. I mean, they, a lot of those guys were literally traumatized because you expect people to get hurt in, in a contact sport like football. Mm-hmm. You don't expect sure. somebody to stand up after a tackle and then just keel over backwards, literally dead, and have to be revived by CPR and a defibrillator on the field. You know, and and those players, they just didn't have the capacity at that point after seeing what they saw uh, to continue. And it was a a conversation between the two coaches. Now, that said, I blame the NFL today for coming out and saying we're not going to have a postponed game and finish the game. We're just going to cancel the rest of the game. Now, that is what threw things into controversy. Either. I mean, you know, these players make millions of dollars for, you know, as I say, they play a few minutes, you get a bunch of commercials and and the referees are arguing and the players are dancing around. I, I don't have high regard for football, but you have these very high paid football players and then you have the people that went to the stadiums to see them. And yes, it's very, very unfortunate what happened to that player. Nobody's saying it's not. 
But when they were in good hands, these people, these are grown-ups. Yes, okay, it's shocking what happened to him. It is. But come on, earn your millions of dollars here. Well, and and I think the players were willing to continue the game. Uh, if if the NFL would have said, okay, we're we're going to have you guys play on Monday next week or Tuesday next week and finish a game, I think the players and the coaches were perfectly willing to do that. Yeah, uh, and, you know, and that would have been the right thing to do. But the NFL came out today and said, nope, we're just going to cancel it, and it kind of throws the the seating and the you know who gets home field advantage for the playoffs. Right. <laughs> throws that into chaos. The NFL right. made made a gross mistake today by doing what they did. I understand the players and the coaches saying last Monday night on the field, nope, we're we're done for the night. But they the didn't night. say yeah. they didn't say we're done with the game. So mm-hmm. that's that's the difference. Folks, we have wow. run out of time. Yes, we have. Look at that. And, it and was it's, a, almost, it's almost time, Craig, for the freak show again. It is, because they're, they're going to reconvene in the house here in mere minutes. Yes. We don't want to so, miss that. No. So with that, nighty-night, folks. Good night, everybody. Have yourselves a fantastic weekend. We'll see you again on Tuesday. Bye-bye. <laughs>